When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody and welcome back to For Love of Pomegranate Podcast. We're back once again with another one of the scouting series slash maybe one that could come true. As we know that Alexander Zinchenko is somebody that uh, looks like he's going to move from Manchester City. Or at least that's what the rumblings and the rumours are at the moment that there are teams in for him. And today we're going to take a look as to why Aston Villa should be one of those teams. And why we should be pushing to solve two areas within our team that I think we need the most help in at the moment, this moment in time. Um, everybody, like, I'm not going to go into too much detail about uh, Alexander uh, Zinchenko for the simple fact that you guys will all be familiar with watching him from Manchester City. He has been probably one of their best signings from the point of view of versatility, from the point of view of effort that he gives, from the point of view of just all-out team player that he is. Whenever, whenever Manchester City have needed him, he stepped into the breach and he has performed really, really admirably. Also, looking at how he's performed on the international stage for Ukraine, he is almost, I would say, probably their talisman at the moment within the middle of midfield. He is um, an understated and under, how will I put it, he's, he's not a fellow who's going to puff out his chest, but he's one of these guys that even within this Ukrainian team, they look to for leadership specifically at a difficult time within their nation's history at this moment in time and he's been somebody who has played lights out for that ukrainian national team for the best part of three years now whether it be in an attacking midfielder position whether it be in a defensive midfielder position whether it be just in that flat midfield three position and as we know for manchester city he's not one to complain and he does play at that um that left back position as well and this is the argument that i'm laying out as to why i think aston villa should be going pretty much flat out, I think, to sign somebody like Alexander Zinchenko for the versatility that he gives us. And why it potentially could be something that we could see linked with Aston Villa over the coming days or weeks if Zinchenko is somebody that is going to leave. Um, It's been mentioned a couple of times previously as well that Zinchenko is one of the guys on the Manchester City payroll that is underpaid for the amount of work that he gets and in comparison to his teammates um, I don't know this to be true but it has been mentioned previously in, in, in articles that you know Manchester City winning the league and things like that and Zinchenko was only on well when I say only on but in comparable terms he was on 20 21,000 a week in comparison to some of the other players that have been brought into the club and have been on massive fortunes um, this could be one of the reasons why maybe Zinchenko wants to leave or this could be one of the reasons why Zinchenko is making a play at talking like he wants to leave, maybe to re-up his contract to stay at Manchester City. So I think there's going to be a lot to be written about Zinchenko over the course of the next coming coming days, weeks, months before the start of the season. 
And if he does leave, and if he is somebody that Manchester City need to utilise to recoup some funds back into the coffers, I think Aston Villa should be all over this. He has recently been linked with, uh, you know, the, the regular the regular people. I think they get linked with with players um, when Aston Villa um, are, are are in the mix, uh, Everton, West Ham, and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, the murmurings are that he is ready to uh, probably to to fulfill his own personal ambitions, I suppose, of becoming a first time first team regular within a football club. Um, and that would mean leaving Manchester City considerably, I suppose, really, when you think about it, that, you know, the club have been playing or have been rumoured to be in the market for Cucurella from um, Brighton. And that would obviously lessen the amount of chances potentially that Zinchenko will get to play in that full-back position. And is he going to break into that midfield position for Manchester City? I don't know. I don't know. But if my if I was to put my money um, where my mouth is at the moment, I think Zinchenko won't be a Manchester City player at the end of the season. And I think if I was part of the Manchester City brand trust, I would be trying to keep Zinchenko for his versatility and just for the all-around great teammate that he seems to be and uh, that understated leader um, that can maybe... Try and transcend some of the some of the the, the more outward and uh, how would I say extrovert um, names, faces, and, and and egos that would be within that team. That you need somebody like Zinchenko to be able to come in and to be that kind of person that the that the that the manager can rely on day in day out, week in week out, minute in minute out, whenever he's called upon. And I think he would be somebody that would come in and fit into this Aston Villa team really well from that personal, intangible point of view. I think. But let's not just look at intangibles. Let's look at Alexander Zinchenko and let's look at some of the numbers because, as we know, we've all seen him play. He's played quite a number of games for Manchester City. We've all seen him play at left back. We've seen him being busy up and down that left wing. And we've seen him play for play midfield for, for Ukraine. So we all have gotten our eyes on this player. But do the numbers match up to what we've seen? And that's always very, very important to see too, as you guys will know when you come to my streams. So let's have a look at him, first of all, at left back. And the reason that I've chosen left back is because it's been his dominant club position for, for a, you know, since he's come into the Premier League. And I wanted to take a look at some of his statistics in comparison to uh, Luca Dean. And uh, to be honest with you, from an attacking point of view, there is no comparison. Absolutely zero comparison. Now, obviously, playing with a Manchester City, whereby you're going to own the ball, you're going to attack an awful lot more. You guys would have seen this in previous videos that I've done when I've used Rodri as my um, my defensive midfielder. Um, control group as to where I would like I rate him as probably the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League at the moment um, and I would have used him as my upper echelon person that I would like my people to to um, to, to reach and I've also used um, I've also used Ruben Diaz as my control person for the defense for the center halves when we look at Alexander Zinchenko we can see and when we looked at those guys previously we can see their passing statistics were like absolutely dwarfing anything that Aston Villa could put out because they own the ball and they're able to, you know, control possession. They're playing that Pep Guardiola style. And Alexander Zinchenko is no different when you put him into that situation here. And as a left back, his attacking impetus is just absolutely brilliant. Like you can see it there, shot creating actions just right up there. Like it's it's not, not even... Uh, not even comparable, 96%, 3.43 shot creating actions per game. His progressive pass distance, right up there in the top 10% of all left backs in Europe. His passing percentage, his pass completion percentage, right up there in, in the top um, 
and top 2% of all left-backs in Europe. Pass attempts has more attempts than 98% of all the left-backs in Europe. So his workload is fantastic. And he gets through an awful lot of work, specifically in the attacking side of things. And you can see that it's borne out where he just dwarfs one of our more attacking players in Luca Dean at left-back. So it's really important to look at this. And even when we look at his defensive statistics, yes, they're lower. He doesn't pressure an awful lot. I think that that is something that, um, that we need to work on. Um, or that he will need to work on. And I think he's going to need to work on his interceptions as well, which I've spelt incorrectly on my data sheet there underneath the weaknesses. So his pressure numbers. So he's going to, like with Aston Villa, he's going to pressure an awful lot more. If he is played at left back, I personally don't think that he would be left back. I think he would be an auxiliary left back if we needed one. But I, if I'm signing Alexander Zinchenko, it's important to, to see the versatility that he has here, whether he's playing left back or whether he's playing central midfield. And I think if he comes to Aston Villa Football Club, he will play in that central midfield position because you look at the passing statistics there, even against all left backs, it is just like, like he's, he's the creme de la creme. There isn't anybody better at passing the ball. Um, if you were to take all those statistics together, mash them together and come up with an overall aggregate number, there isn't anybody better at it in the whole of Europe at this moment in time. And Man City want to get rid of that. And, and, and for me, I, I don't I don't understand. It's not joined up thinking for me because you've got somebody like Zinchenko. You should be looking after somebody like Zinchenko, even at 26 years of age, won't be 27 until December, instead of bringing in a Cucurella who I'm not 100% sure if he's always cracked up to be based on Brighton. I think he can be a bit headless at times. But then again, I'm not an international scout and I'm not Pep Guardiola. So what do I know? Very, very attacking player, and I really love it. And when I say, when I look at these numbers, they actually compare better towards a midfielder. And, and that's his, more or less, I think that's where his natural position is, is a midfielder. He came in to Man City as a midfielder. He converted to a left back because there was a need to do it, and he did it really well. And as we can see with his numbers, he's, he's in the upper echelon of attacking left backs within Europe at this moment in time. But as I said, I see him as a central midfielder. And if we bring him into Aston Villa, I would love to play him as a midfielder. One downside I would have with regards to the midfield side of things is he doesn't bring that heft and that height that we would like to bring in midfield, but his numbers, the passing numbers and the metronomic nature of how he passes and the amount of workload that he can get through is is right up there for me. He's not a defensive midfielder from the point of view of when he plays with, with, with Ukraine, he plays in that middle uh, in that middle third more so and as a more kind of forward-looking player. So I have him down as a number eight if he comes into Aston Villa. Um, I know he does play a left back, but don't confuse that just because he plays left back that he would slot in as maybe a number six. No, no, no. For me, it's a number eight and his skill set is that number eight position. Um, specifically, obviously, on the left-hand side because he is he is a left-sided player. And let's take a look at him once again with regards to uh, the other um, players that we have within our team. When we look at this um, bullseye graph that we have uh, on the right-hand side here, and we can see that once again, he's just far outweighing them in pass percentage, progressive passes, shot-creating actions, pass attempts. He's up there with successful dribbles. Yes, he does drop off very much so with regards to procession, uh, with, with pressure rates, should I say, and pressure success rates. And his interceptions actually come in for a midfielder. They come in pretty comparable with John McGinn. They come in better than Jacob Ramsey, and they come in less than Douglas Louise. And Douglas Louise would have been playing as a six in, that, in, in the formation last season, lest we forget. So we would expect him to have more interceptions. Um, 
so for me, I think that there is a lot of merit in um, a lot of what Alexander Zinchenko can bring to the team. I think that if we do sign him, he would be a central midfielder, and I would love to have him in there. Obviously, his versatility of playing left back is something that I would love to see too. But for me, I think that Aston Villa should be really signing out Alexander Zinchenko. They should be making a play for him. And I think that he, he covers those two positions and we, it would allow us to bring in a backup left back without spending an awful lot of, uh, awful lot of money. Um, or even maybe it would give us an opportunity to 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 bring forward somebody like a Ben Christine or Christine or whatever, how, however you pronounce his name. I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name yet. I think that would give us that um, that time to be able to do so. But somebody like Zinchenko, when he hits the market for his versatility and the amount of work he does and the, and the player he's supposed to be within the dressing room and the no-nonsense, uh, just good guy that he's supposed to be, I think that that's something that Aston Villa can't pass up on. And if he is available for the numbers that are being mentioned of somewhere between 25 and 30 million, you know, for somebody hitting his massive prime and somebody who has performed as well as he has in one of Europe's top teams at this moment in time, I think that that's a no-brainer for Aston Villa, and we should definitely be seeking it out. We should definitely be looking to kind of looking to um to to uh, at least sound out Manchester City to see what the likelihood is of of Zinchenko coming to join Aston Villa. And I think that we have a program, and I think that we have a project that we can sell to somebody like Zinchenko because of some of the names that we big names that we've brought in already this summer. I don't know if Villa want to spend that amount of money on on a, on somebody like Alexander Zinchenko, but for me. Since he's come available, I think that that should move some of the plans within uh, Bodymore Heat towards at least trying to make a play for Zinchenko because for my money and the money that would be spent on him, if we were to go to the continent and try and sign somebody or even if we were to go in and try and sign two number eights for 10 or 12 million to maybe re... Um, reclamation projects or retrade projects from the Premier League, I don't think that we would get as much bang for our buck as we would for somebody like Alexander Zinchenko. So for me, I'm putting my cutters to the mast and I'm saying if the opportunity for Aston Villa to sign Zinchenko is there, it's definite yes for me. And the numbers bear it out. What we've seen on the screen when we're watching TV or we're watching games uh, pan it out and obviously his form in that midfield position is not a progression. It's not a projection, should I say. It is because uh, it's there to see when he plays for Ukraine and for Ukraine, he is one of the more dominant forces within that team driving that team forward. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for watching. Um, I will be back again with more uh, transfer links, more scouting links, and more players I think would suit this Aston Villa style. Next up, I do have a striker um, that I do want to talk about. He has been linked with some Premier League teams recently. Um, he is coming from the, the German League, so keep an eye out for that. But until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.